Mark chapter 3. I want to read here today, starting at verse 20, and I want to read through verse 23. Bible says, The multitude cometh together again, so they could not so much as eat bread. It's one thing to plan on a fast. It's another thing to be forced into one. When his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on it. For they said, he is beside himself. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, ah, here's what we think. He hath Beelzebub. By the prince of devils casteth he out devils. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables. I got a question for you. How can Satan cast out Satan? Now I will tell you, I'm one of those people that has a tendency to get a little bit overwhelmed by slang. I have four children, and every now and then they'll respond to me in a way that I'm wondering if their foreign language class is really paying off. Any other parents in here ever needed a decoder ring to figure out? Thank you. And I've heard this statement my whole life, and I am happy to report to you it's from the text. My entire life growing up in Southern Illinois, I've heard people say, oh, he's beside himself. She is beside herself. I must be honest, I just thought that was a Southernism. But it's drawn right from the pages of Scripture, and they were originally talking about Jesus when they said it. Brother Roberts, he's casting out devils. Things are happening that cannot be explained away. People are pressing on him so much that they've been put on a fast without wanting it because they can't eat. He's going days at a time without consuming food. And this is what they said about him in verse 21. He is beside himself. And so I want to preach for, for just a little while to Calvary Tabernacle this morning. He is beside himself. He is beside himself. Now I want you to pray with me all over this house that God's word can do what only his word can do. Come on, would you lift your voice, every person in the room? Lord, we're asking for your help. We're asking for you to speak to us. Asking for your word to do what only your word can do. We're in God's house with God's people at God's time for this word. We need you. God, only you can outdo yourself. You know every need that every person in this room walked in with. I pray that you would help us in this place today. We're asking it in the name of Jesus Christ and let everybody say amen. amen. As you're seated, somebody shout with me. He's beside himself. God bless you, you may be seated. His name is Dewey Bazilla. He was 18 years old, born in 56 and just 18 years old when an accusation comes against him. 
He's gone on to gain some fame because he's known and regarded as a professional boxer. Some of you have probably even read of his book or seen a documentary about him. But when he was only 18 years old, he fit the description of a young man that he created or had actually done a crime. And the crime was horrendous. I want to be very clear with you. The crime was horrendous and there was fault and there did need to be justice. But Dewey is the individual who took the fall because he looked the part. There's something we don't often speak of, but I want to speak of it this morning because it is an issue. There has been such a thing over time called racial prejudice. I want to say very clearly, it has never and it will never belong in the church of the living God. Dewey was arrested and he was sentenced and he in fact did do time for this crime. In fact, Brother John, 26 years were his lot until DNA and new evidence proved his innocence. But Dewey said something staggering that really jolted my heart. And he talked about how rough his life was before prison. And he talked about what he did during his time in prison and how he gave himself to boxing and how within the prison of the walls he was able to help conquer the prison inside of himself. I'm not using Dewey's illustration today as a standard for lifestyle, but I would like to use it for the standard of tenacity that regardless of your scenario, you don't have to let the enemy get the best parts of you. Amen. You don't have to let the enemy get the best parts of you. But Dewey was falsely accused. And I preached some time ago at CCS about the accusation. And if we are accused of being apostolic, we want to be apostolic. And, and we, I'm telling you, we ran and shouted and clapped and danced. We turned that school into a church. Somebody say amen. amen. And we talked about an apostolic accusation and we worshiped the Lord. But I want to remind someone today that Dewey is on a long stretch of individuals that have ever been falsely accused. And every person in this room is susceptible to accusation. Every person in this room. No matter how good you are trying to live, you are susceptible to false accusation. Christ was falsely accused. For it's here in our opening text of Mark chapter 3. If you look back at the text in Mark chapter 3, it's verse 21 that says, He is beside Himself. Who said that? Did the scribes say that? That was His friends. Even His friends said, He is beside Himself. As if they could reason away his godness. As if they could reason away who he was. I want to speak to every believer in this room today. When I tell you I do not want a version of church where God has to be less God. 
I don't want a church that has to be so polished that it cannot be Pentecostal. That we are so acutely aware of every ebb and flow and change and protocol that God cannot show up and cause us to do things that the world is not enamored by. You know, as the church, we should be enamored by some things that the world is not enamored by. And his friends were in a place where pushing away food didn't seem right. Going without meals don't seem right. After all, he is the same God that's able to take just a a few fish and a handful of loaves and turn it into such a smorgasbord that it can feed the thousands. But every now and then, there is such a holy unction for the work of God that Christ was portraying before them. I am more hungry for a move of the Spirit than I am for something that could feed this Flesh And the friend said, wait a minute, don't worry, don't accuse him. He's beside himself. Well, I want to tell you, Christ was not being out of character for him. He was being out of character for them. Oh, I feel like preaching this morning. He, he was not worried about meeting up with their status quo or acting like just another disciple or just another fisherman. For that, for that matter, he was not interested in being just another rabbi or just another preacher or just another prophet. No, no, no. That was not his desire. His desire was to be about the Father's business, to be about the work of the Spirit. And so while people were being brought that were in need of a healing, he was doing the healing and as people were being brought with devils he was casting out devils because when it comes to the economy of Christ he believes those that are bound can be set free those that are oppressed can be made well those that are Well, wait a minute, that's not fitting with what is even the nature of your friends. It's one thing for the scribes, it's one thing for the Pharisees, but even your friends think you're out of control. To which I would ask every member of CT, what about even when your friends think your worship is too intense and think that your Bible study is a little too much? Or or when the people, what about when your friends? To which I might even ask this question, when's the last time my friends thought I was too radical for Christ? Somebody say the scribes showed up. They did. Don't you love it when the scribes show up? For they had, in fact, a great opportunity amongst themselves. Or to speak and to reason of the scripture. They would, they would come up with stuff so good it couldn't even be found in the law. Why don't we do it? We just don't do it. We said so. The scribes were the original we said so people. Fathers everywhere have benefited. <laughs> Mothers throughout history have benefited from the scribes who said, because I said so. (laughs) I'm going to say something very clear right now. We don't have to preach anything we don't have Bible for. 
Oh, that was a weak response. If I was preaching in, a, in somewhere else, I might be okay with that. But what we preach at Calvary Tabernacle is because we're able to reach back into this world and say, I find it in the book. I know it's not popular. Some of my friends, some of my comrades, some of the individuals, they think I'm beside myself and some of the religious people. You know, there's some religious people that want to say, well, that's not of God. And we want to try to debate our way out of it. Every now and then we need to remember this started with Christ. I don't know why anyone would talk bad about me. Who's ever been talked on? Raise your hand. You ever been talked on? Somebody talked on you. You know what I'm talking about. They talked on you. You found out. They said, how many's ever had your neck snap when you heard what? And they show up on the scene. Listen, devils are being cast out. And whether we want to admit it or not, we're in a spiritual warfare like we've never been before. Devils are still real. That's not mystical. That's just spiritual. Devils are, spirits are real. But God is able. There is a power that the Bible says works. It works in us. It's not just any spirit. It is the spirit of the living God. Brother Kilman, here's what I'm convinced of. The scribes show up on the scene. They're showing up because they feel like the city's been given to heresy. It's not orthodox. They're like all believe in this Jesus God. Let's do something. They're listening to him. Well, what's happening? It's odd. People are being healed. And I know you don't want to hear this, but Devils are, devils are being cast out. But let me show you why they're really mad. Turn back two chapters. Mark chapter one. Mark chapter one. Brother John, grab that, grab that microphone. Mark, Mark chapter one. We're going to put it up on the screen. I, I, I feel something. Brother Kilman, I'm going to have you read here today. Bring that, bring that mic to him. I, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a moment. Just stick with me. Read, read verse 21 for me, Brother Kilman. Mark chapter one, verse 21, and they went. And they went to Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. Now stop for just one second. This was normal custom. They allowed. There was freedom for the visiting preacher. It's going to happen tonight. Trusted visiting preacher could come in and begin to share and begin to speak. Read on. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority as, and not as the scribes. Say that again. And he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. One more time. And he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. 
You want frustration to get in your ministry? You got all this power and now all of a sudden people are saying, you know, he's different than the scribes. He's got authority. He's different. He's different than when they preach. When they preach, I don't feel much. But you tell me that the scribes are not hot by the time they show up in Mark 3. We got an answer. Um, he's, it's Beelzebub. <laughs> to which even Jesus, now Jesus is the model of he openeth not his mouth. But even Jesus went. <laughs> his response was, how does Satan cast out Satan? Can I tell you right now? That the world is not much different than it was in Mark 1 and Mark 3 where they want to reason away the power of Jesus Christ. And anything, man I'm going to preach it. Anything that they don't agree with or understand, the world wants to label as intolerant. They want to say there's no way that can be of God because God is a God of love. So... But I'm going to tell you right now, if demons are going to be cast out and if spiritual strongholds are going to be brought down, it's going to happen one way, by the power and the authority of the name that is above every other name. We got to preach in his name. We got to sing in his name. And we've got to pray in his name. Name in his name. Well, what about what the scribes are saying? I got news for the scribes. Satan doesn't cast out Satan. Elbow your neighbor, tell him Satan doesn't cast out Satan. So the friend said he's beside himself. The scribe said it's from Beelzebub. And Jesus said, You're all crazy. You're all crazy. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35. I want to play off this just a little bit, if you will. This fact that he's beside himself. Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. There's none else beside him. Somebody say there's none else beside him. There's none else beside him. How many believe that? Brother Ross, I hear your voice. You believe that? That there's none beside him. Go to Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 5 would read to us like this. I am the Lord. There is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. Somebody say, there's none else beside him. That's what he said through the prophet. There's none else beside me. Go to Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 and verse 27 if you can. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And I'm the Lord your God. None else. <laughs> Whew, forgive me, I'm way more excited about this than most people in the room. 
But I've come to find out there's none beside him. There's none like him. There's none comparable. This wasn't new with Christ. Christ was bringing revelation to them all along. It's always been this way. It was there in Deuteronomy. It was there in Isaiah, the prophet Job. There's none else. Let's go on. Let's move on. Mark chapter 12. Now, now turn in your Bible because we, we, we started in, in text of Mark. I want to stay there. I want everybody to go to Mark 12, 28. Mark 12, 28. We're going to read 28 through 32. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all is the commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment and the second like, namely, unto this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And... The scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth. <laughs> Thank you, scribe. Thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but He. There is one God. Well, I'm going to park right there for a second. There is one God. We've got from Deuteronomy all the way to Mark now, and we just keep preaching the same thing. There is one God. Go with me to John chapter 4. Are you okay? Bear with me for a second. John chapter 4. Verse 25 and 26. The woman... Saith unto him, I know that Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. And when he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said, hey, I that speak unto thee am he. I am the one. Go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Verse 8 and verse 9. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Verse 9. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me? Philip, he that has seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Let me give you one more scripture and then I'll just preach for a minute and we're going to worship the Lord. Go to Revelation chapter 4. Is this okay if we take a little bit of time sharing the Bible? Revelation 4 and 2. And immediately I was in the Spirit and behold a throne was set in heaven and three and seven. I'm trying to preach like I'm in a Pentecostal church. You've got to excuse me. And twos. No, that's not what John saw. John said, I was in the spirit. And I saw one that was upon the... I'm going to 
preach all month long and if you don't like it, you won't like this month. But I'm gonna tell you, God was manifested in the flesh and his name was Jesus Christ. There is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism, there is one God and Father of all who is above all, who is through all, and who is in you all. And from Deuteronomy to Revelation, there's been one. There's been one. Pastor, how does that help me? When you know who he is, it helps affect who you are. It helps you to identify. It helps you to understand. When your friends come along and say, oh, forgive him, he's a little radical, he's beside himself, you ought to be able to say, no, I'm just beside God. I'm, I'm just trying to get in line with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I know everybody doesn't like your praise, but you ought to praise him anyway. I know everybody doesn't like your faithfulness to the house of God, but you ought to be faithful anyway because knowing who he is is the freedom to see the captive delivered and the drug set free and the bound liberated and the overwhelmed uplifted and the discouraged encouraged why because we know who he is and we know what his name is his name is Jesus oh we ought to take a moment and magnify the Lord in this come on it's the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved we must oh forgive him he's beside himself you're right he is because there's none else beside him <laughs> if you'll let me play on that little statement that we treat like it's western culture I'm going to take you all the way back to Mark 3 and tell you we didn't start this oh forgive him he's beside himself he is. He is beside himself because it's all in. He is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Spirit. This church was founded on this preaching that there is one God and his name. Well, how does that affect me? When you know who he is, you know that when you pray in his name, when you ask it in his name, anything, anything is, anything is possible. When you ask in his name, you don't just ask in the name of the son. Pastor, what are you so excited about? I'm not beside myself. I'm beside him. Oh, you're beside yourself. No, I'm beside him. That's why this week when I got a devastating call about somebody with a health issue that even the doctors couldn't, they didn't have an answer for. I tell you what I did. I just got into the presence of God and I said in the name of Jesus Christ, by the authority of your word and by the power of... Come on, where are my believers at on a Sunday morning in the start of October that would say if we could get this city to know who Jesus I'm not sure if you want to go to that church. They're beside themselves. 
No, we're beside Jesus. We're beside God. And he walks with me and he talks with me and tells me I am his own. Why do you act like that? I'm just beside him. Now, if you want to you accuse him of being beside himself because devils are being cast out and he'll... They were mad because he was hyperactive. No. They were mad because they were losing their authority. Kingdoms of this world never want to be usurped. But I want the kind of revival that's obvious. It was the Lord that built the house. I want people all over the city to have to know one thing's for sure. If you go to Calvary, you'll leave different. You go to Calvary, you won't feel so. I've lost track of how many people have told me in the last two years. I just never felt this before. Good news. This is a hymn. You've never felt this is a hymn. And his name is Jesus. And the only reason you feel him is because we know we're not here without him. We don't have anything to sing about. We don't have anything to shout about. We don't have anything to declare. Yeah, but your church is weird. People get up and start running. What are they running from? No, it's what they're running to. (laughs) I don't think all that's necessary. Well, I don't think all the negativity is necessary. This is good, but this isn't all there is. Oh, pastor, don't make fun of prayer. No, 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 this is good. You get in a humble. We got to have meekness. We got to have humility. But every now and then, how many remember he is the lamb, but he is also, he is also the lion. And there are times when the church of the name of Jesus, they begin to suffer violence. And they recognize, not by my name, not by my authority, but in the name of Jesus, by the authority of his word, in the name of Jesus, by the What are we gonna preach? We're gonna preach that there is a name. What are we gonna shout about? That there is a name. I won't preach much longer. So here we come out of family month, Brother Kilman. Woo! Brother Hauk, we just came out of family month. Cute little families. You can't have a cute little family without God's help. (laughs) How many know it's true? We cannot have a godly family minus God. (laughs) So we have to decide who is the number one person getting celebrated in our house. What kind of songs are playing when the kids jump into your car? Oh, pastor, don't meddle. Go back to the scriptures. What kind of movies are playing in your house? What kind of podcasts are they hearing you listen to so they listen to? How do you talk to your boss when he's not around? What does that mean? They hear the way you talk about the people you work with. And the, come on, I'm just pastoring now. Now, you were doing good. You were clapping a minute ago. Don't. 
is my Lord, he governs every part of me. Every part of where I go and every part of what I do. And if I'm not careful, I become one of his friends concerned for his reputation. You do recognize that's what happens. They're guarding the reputation of Christ. It's staggering to me. As if we want to have powerful church and then explain to people, well, you know, don't, don't, don't judge us too harshly. Judge us! As if we need to reason God away or excuse He's, you got to worry, you know, every now and then Jesus, He's just beside Himself. Man, I can't get released, so I'm not, I'm not moving from this for a second. He just, you got to just excuse the church. They just, they're beside themselves. They were shouting and what? Ain't they sweet? No, they're powerful. Jesus is free. The people that are, hey! You know that we're only a few verses removed from he's about to say, hey, your mom and your mom and siblings are outside and Jesus is going to say, look around me. This is my mom and these are my... Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus was a strong man <laughs> to say, who is my mother? Mary's the same lady that showed up at that wedding in Canaan and said, it's time. They need a little something here. And Jesus said, well, it's not my time. And she went, <laughs> whatever he tells you, to do. <laughs> I didn't go nine months with you in. <laughs> tell me it ain't time. I tell you it is time. It's time. Whatever. Only a mother can get it done with that. She never even rebuttaled him. Don't you think it could be time? Don't you think? Whatever he says. And he will say something. Whatever. <laughs> And they're standing outside. And they come to say, hey, 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 Jesus. Jesus, mom, Mary, man, you know, he's beside himself. And they're saying he's got devils and stuff. Let this be a good intermission. <laughs> and he makes all the accusations normalized because he goes, who's my mom? How are we going to explain this away? Look around me. These are my mom. You imagine being one single disciple that wants to answer to Mary on that. No. What are those disciples that wants to have to look at the siblings and say, I'm the brother. That's not what Jesus was talking. He was saying there is a will of God that usurps everything else in life. There is a will of God. And we've been coming through family month. But let me talk to the church family and tell you this right now. No biological member of your household should have the right to keep you from serving God. There's people all over this room right now who your family does not even come with you to church. Jesus gave you an answer. He said, quit trying to get me to disrupt my will because somebody else showed up. Well, your mom showed up, so the preaching should be over. Your brother showed up, so this little lesson, you know, you're, you're a little off today. 
You're not eating. People are concerned. People are calling you devils. It's been, it's been a good day. <laughs> Let's just stop. But Jesus was going to soon walk to those same disciples and say, I have substance. I have meat to eat that you know not. Uh, there are things about me and there is depth in me that is bigger than the current context of what. What about the accusations? You think I'm going to stop preaching and casting out devils because the scribes are upset that some people don't think they're as powerful as they And if we're not careful, we will simply try to take our church and lay it aside a bunch of other validated religions. I know I'm about to get myself in hot water. I'm going to preach it anyway. You're not the answer. You're just one of the answers. You're not preaching the truth. You're just preaching one of the many truths. You'll preach your way. We'll preach our way. They'll preach it their way. And then we'll all get to the same place. My only problem with that is I don't have Bible for that. It's a little too quiet, so I'm going to try to convince a few more people. We cannot preach just any message and think we're going to be okay. For there is a time among us where they will be turned away and there will be all kinds of winds of doctrine and people will have itching ears. And you, you listen to me right now. The reason we've lost America is because we've lost pulpits. You look at the depravity of our news and the depravity of our civilization. The only thing that eradicated sin was a pulpit and the only thing that's going to get salvation back is a pulpit. And when we step... Forgive me if you need to, but I don't want to have any kind of a pulpit where it's some watered-down Barney version of I love you, you love me, sing kumbaya, and everybody... No, 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 no. Know the truth and the truth shall make just preach the truth preach about faith in the Lord God whose name is Jesus preach about repentance from sin turning away from unrighteousness preach about baptism can I tell you that as a church when any person steps up here and says thank God for baptism everybody in this building ought to go whoa Why'd you walk to the front? You know it, don't you? You know it's true. How about just you and me right now? We know it's true. We know it's real. We know it's... Do you believe this? Come on, let's get a few of us. The Bible says we're two or three are gathered together. Come on, we got to be a church that preaches the truth and celebrates the truth and worships the God of the truth. Well, 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 that's good, that's good, that's good. But don't do the tongues thing, don't do the tongues thing, don't do the tongues thing. I got news for you. Everybody is doing the tongues thing. 
Really? Everybody. They're receiving the Holy Ghost in churches that preach it was wrong for decades. Really? While we still think we got to be. And we speak in tongues. What do you do? We speak in tongues. I'm going to tell you how I feel in this generation. Get the camera on me real good. Get it zoomed in real good. Real good. Where are we going? Which one? Let me know. Ready? We believe that when you receive the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, you speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Now, only if you believe in that, I want you to worship Him a minute. I want you to get beside Him a little Wait a minute, what about if they say that's of a devil? Can the devil cast out a devil? No, 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 no. They accuse Jesus of it first, but we don't do it in the name of any other, but we do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand with me. Give yourselves hope. If you want to buy the truth and sell it not, if you're physically able, I want you to get out of your pew, come to the front. Just stand. Don't kneel. Just come stand. Press. Now listen, when you come, you got to come all the way to where you're touching. Because we made this altar a lot bigger, but it's still not big enough for everybody. If I'm your pastor and you're physically able, I want you to come. I won't embarrass anybody, but if I'm your pastor and you're physically able, I want you to come as close as you can get. Please. Just press in. Press in tight. Some of you are already down front. That's good. You're in a good spot. What's this matter? Coming down towards the front. Pastor, look at this. I can't even get halfway down the aisle. If you only move one foot, but it was the start of an effort, here's what you're doing. You're serving hell notice. I promise you, you don't understand how powerful obedience to the word of God is until the, until the angel or, the, or the, uh, the scribe comes up next to you and starts accusing you of things. Here's what we think. It's got a devil. Some of you that are in the balcony, thank you. I know you had to gather in the middle. I'm sorry. Balcony, I'm sorry. Thought about putting a slide in that Thank you for, it just hit me. I look up and see that you've walked to the very front of that. Moves, that moves me. I need you to know that moves me. That's something for my heart. Pastor, why do you care if people come down front? Here's why. If this church has been successful for any reason, it's because we've been a church of doctrine and an altar. Of doctrine and an altar. Well, pastor, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've been in church for so long. If you think that because you've been in church for a long time, it no longer matters for you to come to an altar, then what you speak to every new member and every visitor is the power of the altar diminishes over time. Boy, I'm pastoring right now. Say, well, it's not really my temperament. Well, it's got to become our temperament. To walk to this front of this building and serve heaven notice, but also let hell know I'm not beside myself. I'm beside him. I'm not. 
There are people, I feel it. When you woke up here, I feel it. People that have been coming under accusation of friends and accusation of family and they've been wanting to judge you because of your belief in God and your, your resolute determination to serve the Lord. I'm telling you right now, you are not beside yourself. You are beside God and He is beside you. He is beside you and He is fighting on your behalf. I want every person in this room Every person in this room, I want you to lift your hands towards him. I want you with, with those hands lifted. I want somebody to recommit. Jesus, I'm not going to make excuses for you. I'm going to be beside you. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to do everything I can to do your will. Somebody that's been under attack, I want you to lift your hands right now. I pray the will of God can be accomplished through you. I pray strength for you. I pray peace for you. I pray a love for this church. Somebody with hands lifted right now, begin to pray, let me love this truth more than I ever have. Come on, somebody pray, let me love this truth more than I ever have. That's it, let those tears fall, that's okay. Let your mouth be opened up. Tell him I love you, Jesus. If I've had frustration, I want it to dissipate. If I've been a little overwhelmed, I want it to be wiped away. I want to love you with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength. Our God. How great you are, Lord. Worship you in this house.